the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We have breaking news. Yes, this just in. Shocking news, actually. Hillary Clinton has endorsed Joe Biden for President of the United States. I really thought she was going to go for Trump, but she loves Joe. Uh, Joe couldn't sniff her hair because it was a virtual town hall and they appeared on a split screen. But here she is. I am thrilled uh, to be part of your campaign to not only endorse you, but to help highlight a lot of the issues that are at stake uh, in this presidential election. So I want to add my voice to the many who have endorsed you uh, to be our president. Just think of what a difference it would make right now if we had a president who not only listened to the science, put facts over fiction, but brought us together. Oh, boy. Isn't that wonderful? Meanwhile, uh, this guy who um, she's talking about who uh, listens to the science uh, that was Joe. He he went viral again today, uh, and here he is with the the kind of wisdom that obviously has impressed Hillary. I would I would get much more engaged in the world. We can't step back. If in fact, for example, we solve the problem in the United States of America, and you don't solve it in other parts of the world, you know what's going to happen. We're going to have you're going to have travel bans. You're going to not be able to do have have economic intercourse around the world. There's a lot. Look. When America goes alone, when, when America is first, it's America alone. Oh, boy. Did you catch that? Here it is again. Now, you want to make sure you hear this again. I would, I would get much more engaged in the world. We can't step back. If, in fact, for example, we solve the problem in the United States of America and you don't solve it in other parts of the world, you know what's going to happen. We're going to have you're going to have travel bans. You're going to not be able to do have, have economic intercourse around the world. There's a lot. Look. When America goes alone, when, when America is first, it's America alone. So so we want to make sure we have uh, intercourse. What, what kind of intercourse was he talking about? <laughs> uh, we want to have that, but we, uh, we, we also want to have, we don't want to have America first, because when America's first, it's just not good. Joe doesn't like that. Well, I didn't catch uh, Joe's town hall today. I have, was a little busy having my, uh, my toenails pulled out with pliers, or I would have washed it, but I, I didn't catch it. I'm guessing he didn't uh, talk about Tara Reid. That's the woman who's accused him of sexually assaulting her. But that obviously didn't stop Hillary from endorsing him. He just heard it, despite the Hillary having said this last year. I want to send a message to every survivor of sexual assault. Don't let anyone silence your voice. You have a right to be heard, and you have a right to be believed. We're with you. Yeah, sure you are, Hillary, except uh, for ones who accuse Republicans of sexual assault. We don't want you to be heard. Otherwise, we'd be asking for you to talk about it, but uh, nobody's brought it up. Well, anyway, when we come back, a uh, Pittsburgh guy working in Texas and uh, working in Texas politics, he will be here to tell us about the big opening down there on Friday. Stick around. about deductibles and co-pays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Steigerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything, co-pays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three to one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new 
turbocharged health savings account. That's 784-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2 to 4%, and tiredness, 2 to 3%. While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvy.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. Ouroldnumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through and most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family wherever they are and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here, inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel, December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, just a quick follow-up. Tara Reid, we mentioned, uh, has already slammed Hillary Clinton uh, for uh, endorsing Joe Biden, says that she has now... um, endorsed a is now enabling a sexual predator she's pretty good at that she did that for a long time in the 90s anyway uh, everybody in pennsylvania is uh excited about his excellency governor tom wolf decreeing that uh, you know his subjects can start playing golf on friday we're all hoping that the deaths are kept to a minimum of course down in texas uh they're opening everything up on friday even barber shops are people scared well, let's ask uh, Matt Makowiak. He's a Pittsburgh guy, now living in Texas. He's a columnist, a pundit, and he's the chairman of the Travis County Republican uh, Party. He joins us now. Matt, thanks for being here. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing down there? Getting by. <laughs> Everybody is. So yeah. um, has fear gripped the citizens of Texas over the idea of actually, you know, going back to living like regular human beings? Um. It kind of depends a little bit where you are. I mean, much like the rest of the country, um, you know, the urban areas have been hit harder than certainly the, the rural and even yeah. suburban areas have been, right? So, um, you know, the governor did put put together, uh, you know, his plan, and it's it it does allow for geographic differences, uh, you know, throughout the state. But look, there uh-huh. there's been tremendous interest in getting back to back to work, you know, getting back to economic activity. Uh, 
you know, and obviously trying to do it as safely as possible. But um, I do feel like um, our governor has tried to walk that balance as as, as carefully as he can. Um, he did not go as far as Georgia did, um, but he's going further than probably 40 or 42 or maybe 44 states. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're, we're, we're opening Friday, um, 25% capacity most places. You know, small offices can reopen. Um, and then uh, if things go well for two weeks, uh, we'll be at 50% capacity with even more things opening on May 18th. So that's, that's the way we're, we're, we're looking at it. So what's open and what's not? I mean, nothing's open here in Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, restaurants, takeout, delivery, uh, very few, you know, very, only the very necessary uh, places. Yeah, I've seen some some stark photos uh, at night of, of downtown, you know, Boulevard of the Allies and other areas yeah. where there's just, you know, no activity. It's it's really incredible. Uh, it'd be a good time to be a, a film director and uh, get to get some you know overhead aerial shots that you're going to need for future you know movies with with no activity. Um, right. Down here, what's open is probably pretty similar to what you're you're experiencing uh, in Pittsburgh, Western PA. Uh, what's going to open is basically um, he's approved things like theaters. Um, he's approved uh, restaurants for 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 dining uh, at 25% capacity. What he's not approved are things like barbershops and nail salons. On oh, the belief I they that, were in. no, they're not in in Texas. They may they're going to try to be in by May 18th, but they're not in in Texas, and that's really just because there's so much you know person to person contact yeah. um, that are, that occurs in that kind of business. Um, you know, my own my own thought on that is um, if the person cutting the hair is wearing a mask and wearing gloves, and if you're facing forward, it's going to be really hard for you to get your germs on the person cutting your hair when they're behind you. So I have have some right. some I do wonder a little bit about that. Um, and I know people are getting tired of their hair growing out, but um, I think it's a pretty small price to pay to begin to reopen the Texas economy. Yeah. Um, so what about golf courses? Uh, the governor here has uh, uh, nicely opened them up this Friday. It's really strange because they've been playing golf in West Virginia and Ohio, and as far as I know, they haven't been finding like bodies in the sand traps or anything. Nobody's dying over there playing golf, but for some reason there was no golf here in PA. How about Texas? Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine in D.C. Uh, who uh, is a member of a of a private uh, club in in um, uh, in Maryland. And Maryland has shut down golf courses as well, so he had to go mm-hmm. over to Virginia and play on the weekend uh, last weekend. Uh, in Texas, they're basically open. Um, we we have a kind of a neighborhood country club that we're part of in in Northwest Austin that's been open, um, but it's it's not open like you might think. I mean, it's you can go play and you can ride a cart, but they really do want you to socially distance throughout the entire round, and so. You know, for example, you, you know the, the 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 on the greens, the 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 holes themselves are are covered, right? So you know uh, you don't uh, put your hand in there to pick up the golf ball. If you hit the sort of the stick, then it then 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 it you know it's basically like it like it went in. I mean, they made some modifications, oh. and the, the dining room's not open, so you can't go in and get anything. That, that, that you know, it's takeout only. Um, whether that changes on Friday, I don't know. The on, on athletics, what he said is if you can play non-contact sports in groups of four or less you can play so golf and tennis and things like that are fine things like pick up basketball and touch football and soccer are probably not fine uh in this first phase see this is the kind of stuff that just is driving me crazy with this i mean I know. um uh, you know if i if if i'm an 18 year old kid and i'm out there playing a game of uh you know pick up basketball two on two basketball uh game at the outside court um, is a cop going to come? I mean, am I going to be in handcuffs if I refuse to stop playing? It's just, it's, it, it, yeah, it, and, I mean, it's yeah, we had, we, we've had this, we had this, this silly order in Austin uh, a week ago that said you had to wear a mask in public at all times unless you were oh, with family or in your car. And that if you did, if you didn't, you could be cited with a class B misdemeanor violation. You, they, they said they weren't going to take you to jail, but it would show up on your criminal record. Um, you know, whether that was really being enforced, I don't know. The governor, the governor basically got rid of the, that punishment. He overrode it with his announcement yesterday. So, look, I mean, every state's handled this differently. Every state has a different curve. They have different, you know, uh, geographic and demographic disparities. Everyone's trying to, you know, do their best. It, it does seem like there's a red-blue divide across the country where red states uh, recognize the importance of the economic activity, the importance of individual liberty. On the Democratic side, I mean, the state of New York yesterday canceled their presidential primary for June. Um, you know, I, I thought I thought we could all vote by mail and everything would be would be great. I guess not not in that situation. So, um, 
some states are, are, are being more cautious, some are being less, and, and ultimately, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, if Texas, you know, continues on the trend it's going, we're going to be reopening, you know, in phases. If we do get a, a recurrence, uh, which, you know, there's no, no guarantee we won't. I mean, if we get a recurrence, uh, it's going to, you know, interrupt or we're going to have to go back to where we were. And so you're going to see in, in real time in places like Georgia and Oklahoma and Texas that have started to reopen, this is either going to work or it's not. Yeah, and um, the the state is, uh, from, you were talking about masks. Uh, the state is not mandating masks, but as you mentioned, there are some local jurisdictions are or were. You're in Austin. So who prevails on that issue? If, if, if I'm in Texas and I live in Austin and the state says it's okay not to wear a mask, does the Austin law prevail? Yeah, so, so until yesterday, you had all these local ordinances in urban areas, particularly in places like Houston and Austin, that said you did have to wear a mask. Uh, but with the governor's order, the way he wrote it, it overrode local ordinances. Um, and he had said several days before that he was either going to be fully overriding local ordinances or partially. Um, and so in this case, what he basically did is, he, and he did say, look, he encourages people to wear masks in public. And I think if you go to the grocery store, you know, I think it's appropriate mm-hmm. to wear a mask. Uh, you know, it's hard to be six feet from everyone at all times, yeah. you know, if you're in the vegetable aisle or whatever. But, you know, to me, it's, 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 it's the requirement of public officials to persuade us to do these things, not to mm-hmm. mandate it and certainly not to punish us. Um, you know, we had 90% compliance with CDC guidelines when this started in mid-March because they persuaded us, not because they said they were going to fine us or cite us or anything like that. Um, so that, to me, I think is the piece that's been missing on the masks. I, you haven't seen a lot of persuasiveness used in these urban areas around the country. Um, you know, one thing I will point out, and this is interesting to watch, uh, and that is, you know, the governor of Georgia's got a lot of stuff, a lot of crap for, you know, being as aggressive as he's been. The governor yeah. of Colorado, who's a Democrat, has actually taken very similar steps along a very similar timeline, and he's gotten almost no pushback that I'm, that I've seen at the national level. So you are going to see different states that are, that are going to have to see in real time how they, how they do and how, how it ends up working. Now, you, you, uh, are in Austin. That's, uh, uh, that's that's I, I think. I mean, I'm not a Texan. You are kind of a Texan now. Is that the most liberal part of the state? It is. It's by far the most democratic and, and liberal part uh, of our of our state. Um, you know, you we have basically five large you know urban areas: uh, Dallas, Houston, Austin, San Antonio, and you could perhaps throw Fort Worth in there as its own area. They're all pretty 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 uh, progressive, with the exception of Fort Worth, which remains basically Republican. Um, and the rural areas are very, very Republican, and the suburban areas are, are up for grabs, and every you know, election uh, gets decided by the suburbs, probably not unlike uh, you know, in, in Pennsylvania and the suburban you know, Philadelphia and, and Pittsburgh areas. Uh, but yeah, Austin's very unusual. I mean, we have a lot of state government employees here. You have uh, you know, the University of Texas and a lot of you know, uh, college kids. Um, and then you have you know, sort of the creative industry that's here with film and music, and there's a lot of uh, liberals that are coming from other states, places like California and Massachusetts and Illinois and New York that are, that are fleeing high-tax uh, areas to come here where they can you know, spend a million dollars on a house and get uh, a lot more bang for their buck than they did in those places. Uh, and then vote so, yeah, for people who are going to raise their taxes. <laughs> to, yeah, I mean, that what, is one of the big questions. It is one of the big questions. It is one of the big questions, right? If they come here liberal, fleeing liberal governments that are failing, do they become more conservative? And it's, it's, I don't know that we have good data on that yet, um, mm-hmm. but it is something, something to watch uh, going forward. We're talking to Matt Makoviak, uh, Pittsburgh guy, now living in uh, Austin, where he's the uh, the chairman of the Travis County Republican Party, and uh, been a pundit on uh, NBC, uh, MSNBC, and CNBC, and writes a column. Um, so, um, uh, and I'm just wondering, like where you are, as it as liberal as it is, and you are a Republican, just what's been the reaction, kind of not from the official people in the Democratic Party, but the people on the street in in Austin and the and the liberals. I mean, you mentioned there's a, like a, a red blue divide. Uh, yeah. Most of the stupid things I'm I'm hearing are coming from Democrats like Ezekiel. What's his name? Uh, uh, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. And, yeah, uh, he yeah. said uh, this is going to go on for two years, and he says it with a straight face. What? How is stuff like that going over in a in a liberal? enclave like Austin when they hear stuff like that because people here they, they're not going to put up with that for 10 seconds no that's right and look I also think you know you have a lot of people that are comfortable in this situation who are you know making statements like that uh, totally out, out of touch with the desperation that a lot of people are feeling right 25 million unemployed that number's going higher 
uh, one $1,200 stimulus check doesn't get you very far, no matter where you live. Um, you know, you live in Aliquippa, and it's not going to get you very far. Um, so, you know, yeah, I mean, it depends a little bit on your on your experience and kind of how you're how you're handling it. You know, my wife and I are fortunate; we're we're able to continue working and continue making basically the amount of money we were making before. But I'm very sensitive to the desperation a lot of people feel, and I think in Austin. You know, Austin has not, has been below the curve, below the, the average, both statewide and nationally, in terms of number of cases, number of hospitalizations, number of deaths. We really haven't had a, a huge problem here. Our hospitals are in are, you know good shape. We have good capacity. Um, I don't know what the answer, what the explanation for that is. If it's if it's limited international travel when this started, or if it's good good uh, public health practices once it's once the you know pandemic became known. I don't really understand what the reason is, but I think there are a lot of people that are ready to get back to a new normal. Um, I don't know what Emmanuel's point was. I mean, if he thinks we're going to be locked down for two years, that that's impossible. It's not going to happen. People aren't just simply aren't going to, to accept it. Um, no. If what he's saying is, you know, this social social distancing world we're living in may live for a while, it's going to live till we have a vaccine. I agree with that. Um, and, you know, we're, we've got more people working on a vaccine across the world right now than we than, than ever in the, in the you know course of human history. There's a great story in the New York Times, I think it was yesterday or today, about uh, this institute in Ox- Oxford, uh, England, that's uh, ahead of uh, basically ahead of everyone on creating a vaccine for a number of interesting reasons. I mean, there is more money and more people and more brain power being put towards a vaccine than, than we've ever seen. There's also never been a vaccine for a, for any of the previous coronaviruses. So there's 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 a lot of debate about that. I do think we're going to have a treatment or an antiviral here in the next you know two to three months, uh, and that is going to give people I think less fear about going out. I, I will say this, and that is if you are someone who has an underlying health condition that really puts you at risk, I do think this sort of self-quarantine world we're living in is going to continue for a while. You know, nursing homes, people yeah. that have heart problems, lung problems, they do not need to be going out in large crowds until we have a vaccine, and that's going to be you know, 6, 9, 12, 15 months away. Yeah, I, I just uh, get back to, I mean, I, I just think that at some point the people will, will, will um, tolerate the vulnerable being protected and certain things being uh, done to do that, but telling 18-year-old kids they can't go out and play a game of basketball and just telling people they have to wear masks walking around outside, uh, I don't know about you, Matt, but um, I just don't. I just think that they're, they're, people are going to get pushed at, at some point to a limit, and you're going to see literal, literal um, rioting in the streets and buildings being burned down. People just aren't going to put up with this for, for a long period of time. They're just not. No, I agree with you. I think the risk is, is much greater than people realize, not just in terms of the level of desperation that people are feeling, but also that I think people feel like, look, we've done what, what was asked. We bent the curve. We prevented the hostels from being overrun. You know, what is the problem with me going to see my, my parents and my grandparents or, you know, <laughs> you know, getting together for a dinner party with, with another couple? Um, well, you know, or or whatever. I mean, you know, uh, there there are all kinds of problems with reopening the economy. And uh, look, everyone wants to prevent having to go back to another shelter at home order. So the, the question is, is how quickly can you reopen it in in a phased way without triggering going back to where we were before? And and every state's going to try it at their own speed in their own way based on their own you know facts on the ground. Um, and the hope is that that you know we don't see that come back. But you're right. I do think people are going to start voting with their feet. And if, if all these things are, are generally going to be voluntary, you're going to start to see more and more and more people uh, refuse to do to do what's asked if they don't think it's necessary. Yeah, I'd like to see like 300 kids show up at a basketball court and just start playing. I got about a minute left. Uh, I'm against a hard break. I have to ask you uh, with a sports angle here, uh, college football is a pretty big deal down there. <laughs> any chance that they're going to uh, be playing any college football in stadiums down there this year or trying to? Yeah, I mean, one of the differences between college and, and, and NFL is college really relies on the attendance in stadiums in a way that NFL doesn't. NFL makes the bulk of its money on television. Uh, mm-hmm. college, that isn't necessarily true for, for college. All that's done by conference. The big conferences do well, like the SEC and the Big Ten. Uh, the small conferences do terribly. Um, so I do think you're going to have a college football season. I, I would not you know, make travel arrangements to come to uh, a college football game on the first Saturday of the year. Uh, I think it, it could get delayed uh, into October. Could even get delayed into the spring potentially. Um, it, you know, depending on kind of where we are. Uh, so I do think that's a huge question that, that, that that's outstanding. You're going to see, I think, Major League Baseball move forward. Maybe the NHL move forward in the next, you know, four to eight weeks. Uh, maybe Thanks. with people not in the stands. But yeah, this thing is going to going to be interesting to watch. Thanks, Matt. Great to talk we'll to you. Back. Take care. 
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump will be signing an executive order meant to stave off a shortage of chicken, pork, and other meat on American supermarket shelves because of the coronavirus. The order will use the Defense Production Act to classify meat processing as a critical industry to assure that production plants stay open. The House Democratic leadership says the House will not resume session next week as planned because of coronavirus risks. Majority Leader Steny Hoyer declared the sudden about-face today after discussions with a Capitol Hill physician. Hoyer said the health risk was too great. The Senate, meanwhile, still plans to return May 4th. Stocks ending lower on Wall Street after an early gain evaporated. The losses were led by companies that have been investor favorites, including Microsoft and Apple. The Dow lost 32 points. The Nasdaq was off 122. This is SRN News. Are you tired of some of the movies that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with family and watch something that affirms your values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, a film that reveals how freedom of speech is being threatened and how some are even attacked for their Christian beliefs right here in America. Freedom of speech is important for the spread of the gospel. Truth flourishes where it's allowed to be heard. But your speech and beliefs are under attack now more than ever. People have been accused of hate speech for simply speaking about the gospel. And some politicians have threatened to permanently shut down churches because of the pandemic. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Go to nosafespaces.com today. If you're listening to this radio station right now, you're being inundated with information about the coronavirus pandemic. Some of this information is alarming. You need to know now how to protect your family. Every host on this station is here to help. We're here to keep you informed, keep you calm, and most of all, keep you safe. Yeah, there are lots of places to go for information, but there's one place you can always trust. This is it. And we'll never be in lockdown. AM 1250, The Answer. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Enter today for your chance to win at TheAnswerPGH.com slash kindness. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. No Safe Spaces was the number one documentary in 2019, received Rotten Tomatoes' highest rating of the year, 99%. But Hollywood doesn't want you to see this movie. It stars Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla, and it's about how the radical left will shut you down if they don't like what you think or say. So you won't see it on Netflix or Amazon Prime, but for a limited time, No Safe Spaces is available at nosafespaces.com. Enter our code SAVE25 and save 25%. That's No Safe Spaces at nosafespaces.com. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. Construction this afternoon on the eastbound PA Turnpike in the right lane between Beaver Valley and Cranberry. Mount Washington, Wabash Tunnel shut down till further notice. William Penn Highway outbound down to one lane with construction. Elliott Road to Golden Mile Highway and inbound right near the Parkway East. Outbound Penn Avenue shut down with construction between Penwood Avenue and Sawyer Way. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. 
Weather. Cloudy tonight with occasional rain, low 51. Cloudy, warmer with a shower or thunderstorm around Wednesday, mainly later in the day, the high 71. Wednesday night, cloudy with a shower or thunderstorm, low 52. Cloudy, cooler Thursday with some showers, high 61. And for Friday, variable clouds with a brief shower or two with a high 57. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. In our last segment, we talked about Texas uh, starting to open up on Friday. Meanwhile, the big move in Pennsylvania is uh, opening the golf courses on Friday. Uh, Sean Parnell is running for Congress in the 17th District against Connor Lamb, who uh, did some complaining on Twitter a couple of days ago about the federal government's response to Pennsylvania's request. And Sean joins us now. Sean, thanks for being here. Hey, John, thanks for having me again. So what was Connor Lamb complaining about? Well, he said wrongly that we were on our own with regards to Pennsylvania's procurement uh, for PPE, for personal protective equipment. His, his assertion that the Trump administration was not helping uh, the state of Pennsylvania uh, was not only false, but it was dangerous. And I thought it stoked fear in a time of crisis. I mean, John, can you imagine me in Afghanistan in the middle of an ambush looking at my men and screaming that we're on our own, every man for themselves? That would yeah. be a disaster. You don't do that as a leader. And right. not only is, is it just bad leadership practice, it just wasn't true because the Trump administration has done a ton for the state of Pennsylvania. And I posted all this on my Twitter account about the specific numbers of personal protective equipment that the Trump administration has given PA. And it's staggering how much support we've received. Yeah, you had you listed on Twitter uh, he uh, the exact things that he complained about not being sent here. You listed the number that FEMA had just sent like a day or so before his tweet. Uh, the, yeah, the thousands it, and thousands of items that they sent. You're you're exactly yeah. So I mean, we're talking like six hundred plus thousand N95 masks, over three million surgical procedures and masks, like fifty eight thousand eye and face shields, and that's. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg, but also like what's perhaps even even more uh, sort of unbelievable to me is that the Wolf administration, the Democrat governor, Tom Wolf, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman came out and contradicted what Connor had said, basically said that it was false, that PA hospitals are not overwhelmed. We have 70 percent ventilator capacity available and that our personal protective equipment um, inventory is adequate. And so everything that he said was false. And, and, and that leads me to, to a simple conclusion. He either one is ignorant and has no idea about the situation that we face in the midst of a crisis in Pennsylvania, or two, he is misrepresenting the truth to drive a Democrat party narrative in an attempt to get more votes in November by making it seem like Trump has bungled our response to this pandemic uh, which, point in fact, I think the president has done as good a job as any president would have done, and if, if not better. I mean, the guy stands up at his podium for two hours every single day and gets hammered by questions uh, from reporters. The truth is, is that no president or no president has given the press this amount of access to to a presidential administration. And I think President Trump has done a, a, a good job thus far leading us through this. So maybe, maybe uh, to be kind, uh, Connor just needs to get out more. Maybe he needs to get. I mean, yeah, we. I hear. And what I laugh about it with you on the radio, John, but it is tragic. And you know, if this tra- if this if this pandemic teaches us anything, and I think when the dust settles, it'll teach us a lot. But it should show us just how important electing real leaders is to this country, not politicians, people that have actually led. Uh, and executive capacities during times of crisis, you know, and mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many times I hear from constituents and small businesses and PA 17 that have reached out to him and they get email form letters in response with absolutely no follow-up from him. So here people are desperate. They're in crisis. I hear every day about someone talking about burning through their life savings or a small business that's on the brink of closing forever. They've reached out to Connor and they've gotten no response whatsoever. And that breaks my heart for the people of this district because they deserve better. We just uh, talked to Matt McCoviak of, uh, uh, he's a uh, Pittsburgh guy now in Texas. He's the, um, he's the chairman of the Republican Party in Travis County down there in Austin. And I was asking him about, you know, 
what's happening with Texas opening everything, just, well, not everything, but op- opening a lot of things up on Friday. How do you feel about, I know you're not running for state office, but, but how do you feel about how the state has handled this um, to this point? Yeah, I, I, I have concerns, you know. I, I don't like a top-down approach to any crisis, you know. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're saying, and I'll give you an example, John, like when Lowe's and Home Depot, right, can stay open and their garden center at the height of, uh, of the season can stay open and Gump's Garden in, in Beaver County in PA-17 has to close, it's, I, I find that inconsistent and wrong with what it means to be, to be a leader, Right. I trust the people of, of Pennsylvania with their freedom. We, we know and we understand what the CDC guidelines are. I, I think that we all, you know, go back to work and stay socially distant, follow C- CDC guidelines. And, and, John, I'll tell you, I don't think that we have a choice. You know, we know a couple of universal truths here. We know that a, we know that a vaccine is probably 12 to 18 months away. We know that a lockdown was meant to be a short-term measure so as not to overwhelm our healthcare system. We also know that a lockdown will not eradicate this virus. So our only choice is to, is to reopen the economy slowly, let, trust that people will safeguard themselves and, and follow CDC guidelines and, and get people back to work in this, in this country so that we can safeguard the public health but also safeguard our economy. Now, you are running for a federal office, so a question would be, should these decisions be made by states and counties and not the federal government and even municipalities, I guess. Uh, Yeah, I absolutely think so. I mean, I think that, I think that the president, I don't use the president as an, as an example, he's relying on the governors of states to be experts on what's best for their state. And, and I think a decentralized approach uh, to, you know, whether you're in combat and you can trust the leaders on the ground to respond to the enemy, uh, a decentralized approach is always better. You know, uh, at the end of the day, county leaders and local leaders know their communities better than somebody at the top. And and so I, I, I am in times of crisis. I'm always for a more decentralized approach. Yeah, there are. Uh, I've been I've been keeping my eye on a couple of counties in the northwest part of the state. They're not in your uh, district where you're running, um, but um, uh, it's Jefferson County, Warren County. And there's about four or five states up there that have single-digit cases, not, not single-digit deaths, single-digit cases of people testing positive for the virus, I, I mean, that should tell you everything you need to know about the wisdom of a one-size-fits-all approach. There are people in Warren County, there's a population of 40,000 people, one person has been tested positive, one. And they got people yeah. wearing masks everywhere? It just makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, this, this, is, this is what I mean by a top-down, a top-down draconian approach, and 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 this is why I think you're seeing protests, John. Right, and and I think it's really important to understand why people are protesting. We played by the rules. We stayed at home. We tried to be team players here, uh, you know, in an attempt to flatten the curve to protect and safeguard our healthcare system. But now you get rules that you can't go fishing in the middle of a lake by yourself, or counties right. that have, as you mentioned, one case one case that have to stay closed or you can go to a drive through uh, McDonald's to get food, but you can't go to a drive through church service. These are things that don't make sense to uh, constituents and to the people. Right. And so you have to ask yourself, did the governors uh, of, you know, of all States, but here in Pennsylvania, did they undermine their own stay at home order by being overly draconian in their response? And I think that the answer to that is, is yes, they have in many cases. We're talking to Sean Parnell. He's running for Congress in the 17th District against Connor Lamb. Uh, Hillary Clinton has something in common with uh, your opponent now. She has officially endorsed Joe Biden. Uh, she did that today. You think she'll be out on the campaign trail with uh, Joe? Maybe visit Western PA? I hope so. I hope so. Because, look, I mean, look, John, you know, I was watching the, the video endorsement with Hillary and Joe Biden. I'm pretty sure that Joe Biden fell asleep right in the middle of the endorsement video. Yeah. And I think yeah. that I think that when we see this crisis through, the more Joe Biden speaks, the less popular he is. And if Hillary Clinton campaigns and stumps with him, I mean, that's that's just the perfect storm. I mean, people people rejected Hillary Clinton in 2016 and they're going to reject Joe Biden in 2020. Hey, hey, Aaron! If you're listening, uh, can you play uh, the soundbite from Joe from today? 
I would, I would get much more engaged in the world. We can't step back. If, in fact, for example, we solve the problem in the United States of America and you don't solve it in other parts of the world, you know what's going to happen. We're going to have, you're going to have travel bans. You're going to not be able to do, have, have economic intercourse around the world. There's a lot. Look, when America goes alone, when, when America is first, it's America alone. How do you like that? First of all, the economic intercourse or whatever it was he said. And he basically said that America first is not good. It's, uh, it's you know, it means we're alone. We should be, I don't know what he means, but you heard it. This is the guy that's going to be, he's got about eight months to go here, seven months to go. I, I, don't, I don't know what he was talking about there, but I, I will say that I feel bad for him. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, Joe Biden and, and Joe Biden's polling right now to me, is I think he's campaigning on Joe Biden of 2008 on what people remembered him as. He's uh-huh. certainly not that person today. And I have concerns and I think it's okay to raise those concerns. I have concerns about him having the wherewithal to be the commander in chief. I just do. And I don't think, I don't think he's in any condition to be doing it. And, and I mean, and I hate to say it, but I, I do feel bad for him. I hate, I hate to see him being thrown out there by the Democrat party. Well, uh, here's the thing, Sean, Sean, he's, He's running, and he's going to be 78 on Inauguration Day. I mean, there are people seriously, as you just said, concerned about him just in, uh, from a week-to-week basis seeing him. If he, if he wins, we're talking about what he's going to be like three years from now, you know, when he's in the middle of yeah. his term and he's going to be 80, 80 years old. Uh, it's, it's mind-boggling. Meanwhile, um, he still hasn't addressed the charge that he sexually assaulted an intern back in the 90s. Uh, you think maybe he and Hillary have discussed that at all? What? Well, what concerns me is that I was, I was, I thought what they did to Justice Kavanaugh was one of, was horrific. What mm-hmm. the media and the Democrats did to Justice Kavanaugh was one of the worst things that I've ever witnessed in my time on this earth. And I thought that it was a smear campaign. And I just said today, you know, at some point, you know, someone has to stand up and ask him the question directly about what happened. Because there mm-hmm. is now so much evidence. There's new evidence every single day that not only is it credible, I mean, it is more than credible. And, and, and I feel like at some point, the Democrat Party uh, and Hillary Clinton and, and the media that has access to Biden every day needs to start asking him the, the, the hard questions about this stuff. And, and, you know, if should they not judge, uh, should they not hold Joe Biden to his own standard, right, of believe all women? Um, right. here's what, so here, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I just, I'm just, I'm just, I was, I just think that he should be held to the same standard that he set for everybody yeah. else. Well, here's what, uh, here's what the woman uh, who's accused him, Tara Reid said today, she said to Fox news, I voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016. I voted for her in the primary. I'm a lifelong Democrat, but yet what I see now is someone enabling a sexual predator, and it was my former boss, Joe Biden, who raped me. Hillary Clinton has a history of enabling powerful men to cover up their sexual predatory behaviors and their inappropriate sexual misconduct. We don't need that for this country. We don't need that for our new generation coming up that wants institutional rape culture to change. That's some pretty strong stuff there, whether you believe her or not. That's got to be hanging around his neck for until it's cleared up one way or the other. And, you know, for so, and you're running against a guy who has endorsed this guy. I mean, how does anybody who supports or endorses Joe Biden not get asked about endorsing a guy who's been accused of this and who hasn't uh, flatly denied it yet or hasn't addressed it yet? Yeah, I mean, look, it's concerning to say the least, you know. I mean, it, what, and, I mean not only just the, the accusation from... Tara Reid, but also the fact that the media has not directly asked him about this. Now, a spokesperson has spoken out and said that they vehemently deny it. But Joe mm-hmm. Biden himself, I've not seen a single interview where anyone asked him uh, about these allegations. And I think it's past time that the media stepped up and, and asked him because it's important. You know, um, it, it's important that he be asked about it. He's running for president. And um, it certainly needs to be addressed, I think, at the national level. i got about a minute left, uh, and we're talking to Sean Parnell running for uh, Congress in the 17th District against Connor Lamb. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, as a challenger, it's always a little t- much tougher for a challenger to, to, uh, when, uh, going up against an incumbent like this. How is the social distancing hurting challengers more 
uh, or has, is it hurting uh, challengers more? Because you ha- you have a, it's more incumbent upon you as a non-incumbent to uh, to get your message out there. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, I mean, this this pandemic has presented challenges to all of us, you know. And I think mm-hmm. it's been important for us to adjust fire, just like you would in combat. When the enemy changes their tactics, you got to change with them and evolve with them. Otherwise, you don't make it. And so we we've, we've adjusted our strategy accordingly. Uh, we're doing lots of virtual events and still getting out there, and we're doing phone banking every day. So we can't knock on doors, but we'll sure as heck call people. Um, and, and the bottom line is this: is, is we are doing everything we can to build our volunteer base so that when this crisis lifts, we can hit the ground running and get back out there and start campaigning. And, and we hope that that is very, very soon. Well, Sean, it's always good to have you on. you got another, uh, what, seven months to go here. I'm sure we'll be talking to you again. I appreciate it. Hang in there. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Thanks, John. Okay, that's Sean Parnell running for a Congress in the 17th District, and we will be right back. Well, we're all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. This is John Stoggerwald with some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers for a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Have you seen what's happening in the stock market recently? Down 4.4%, 2.9%, 7.8%. This is Beth Andrews, founder of Networth Financial Advisors. The Dow has had some rough days recently, and if you think those numbers don't mean anything to you, think again. Can you afford to lose 7% of your retirement nest egg in a single day at this stage of your life? If you want to make sure your retirement portfolio aligns with your current risk tolerance, give us a call at 800-426-1428. Even if you already have a retirement plan, make sure you're properly diversified during these turbulent times. Give me, Beth Andrews, and my team at Networth Financial Advisors a call today, and we'd be happy to look over your situation. Now is the time to make sure more bad days in the market don't hurt your retirement plans. 800-426-1428. That's 800-426-1428. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon 
gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's a disinfectant that kills viruses. It can be used on surfaces and floors by mixing one-third Genesis 950 with two-thirds water. Apply to surface and clean with fresh water. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, decreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Code SALEM. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. So a few days ago, we told you about, I think it was last week, I guess, uh, 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 Brian Stelter at CNN uh, talking, put out a tweet saying he uh, <laughs> crawled into bed and cried uh, one night uh, because of the pandemic and everything that's going on. And I mentioned that I thought that was kind of, uh, well, it was, first of all, unbelievably girly and annoying, but it was also something that you wouldn't expect from a from a, uh, a news anchor who you were turning to for information and hoping that they were able to, you know, handle it. So I come across this. This is from Bill Weir. He is he is the uh, CNN's chief climate correspondent, and this is what he wrote just the other day. And see, this is a, see if you think this guy is giving objective opinions on climate when he does stories. My dearest River, this is his son. He named him River. <laughs> Against all odds, you were conceived in a lighthouse, born during a pandemic, and will taste just enough of life as we knew it to resent us when it's gone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we broke your sea and your sky and shortened the wings of the nightingale. He, he, he links to a story about nightingale's wings. Anyway, I'm sorry that the Great Barrier Reef is no longer great, that we value Amazon more than the Amazon, and that the waterfront neighborhood where you burble in my arms could be condemned by rising seas before you're old enough for a mortgage. The scent of your downy crown makes my heart explode. The curl in your tic-tac-toes fills me with enough power Love to power New York City, if only. Instead, the milk in your bottle was warmed by dirty, ancient fuels, and as a result, you will learn to walk on a planet that has never been this hot for humans. We are just now wrestling with the implications of this, but as your pop, the most poignant evidence was seeing your mother give you your first kiss through a P-100 mask that smelled faintly of smoke. I'm sorry, my boy, but we were warned. See, for decades, scientists told us that if we weren't careful, humans would unleash an invisible enemy out of the jungle and into our lungs. But that was a story few wanted to believe. So we kept cutting down jungles and blah, 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 blah. The whining, sniveling story that this guy writes about the birth of his son is enough to make any man puke all over himself. And I may do that, but fortunate for me... I'm done today, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Ugh, is that annoying and nauseating. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.